Welcome, one and all, to the Mailbox Smashers podcast, your local down-south choice for NFL and college football news, and the hottest of hot takes, without the obvious media bias for the upper echelon of sports teams. Oh no, we reserve our bias for the other teams and organizations. However, this podcast is more than just ramblings of NFL and college football news, predictions, and outlooks. We're here to provide subpar fantasy football and gambling advice sure enough to potentially lose you money. The absolutely terrible voice you're listening to right now is none other than your host, AK-47, joined by Willie B. Always Ready and Rizzy Riley Holmes. What up? Hey, hey, hey. Without further ado, Smash Gang, let's jump into it. Smash Gang! Y'all know this rides. Yo, 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 welcome everybody to the Mailbox Smashers podcast. Just like I just previously said, I'm AK-47, joined by Willie B. Always Ready and Rizzy Riley Holmes. What's up, man? We've had quite the uh, expedition with technical difficulties for going on about an hour now, but luckily Zencaster decided to help us out by doing absolutely nothing. We just ran into the luck of the draw, and we gave it the good old college try. Isn't that right? Hey, that's right. Shout out to Jones Entertainment, your local host for uh, all your party news. <laughs> <Get> right. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Jones Entertainment, and shout out to the artisans for that mean intro that we just had. Uh, so, first thing we're going to do is we're going to try to introduce everybody, and we're going to do it by we're each going to ask each other the same question. So, I'm just going to start it off with uh, Will. Why don't you tell us and the listeners out there? your three favorite athletes of all time. All right. Well, first off, you know, got to start with football. Favorite player of all time is definitely Peyton Manning. No no question about it. Best quarterback of all time, in my opinion. I know it's a little controversial for everybody else, but I'll say Peyton Manning. And then we'll go to golf, Tiger Woods. Favorite athlete, most dominant athlete of all time. And then I'll go LeBron James because I think he's also the best basketball player of all time and that's also a big argument but i'm gonna go with those three peyton tiger lebron those definitely were not chalk picks if you say uh rizzy same thing for you what are you gonna go with your top three favorite athletes of all time um i had to give it some thought and first i'm gonna echo will and i'm gonna take tiger Woods. um there's just something about a dominant athlete that i really really appreciate um Second, and I'm not a tennis player at all. I'm absolutely shit, but Roger Federer, <laughs> Roger Federer would have to be next. Um, I think there's nobody that completely symbolizes the beauty of his game as much as Roger Federer. And then third, I'm going to have to go with my childhood hero, the, the guy that really, really made me fall in love with the game of football. Uh, I, I'm a big Titans fan. Uh, Steve, Steve McNair. Definitely has to be on my list. That was the first jersey I ever had. I had 
all kinds of Steve McNair posters in my room growing up. Steve McNair was respect that. the absolute man. Yeah, Jones. Now Jones, what you got? I'm not trying to be a hype beast at all. Uh, I can't even begin to say like any athlete had a uh, effect on me. I guess that could be the word uh, such as that. For the longest time, my favorite athlete was Dan Gable. Uh, but people would actually say, who is Dan Gable? So I'm going to go a different route and kind of say my current top three favorite athletes. And it's got to be Mike Vick, Baker Mayfield, and Odell Beckham Jr. Just three. Just, three, just three beasts. You can't go wrong with them. They're beasts. Yep. You're, you're a Freddie Kitchen, yeah. right? Uh, no, I'm actually not a Freddie Kitchens fan. I don't think he will have a job. Um, oh, other than potential, I don't know. He might go work at Whataburger. He seems like the like perfect guy to be standing behind the grill flipping burgers. Like, could you? No, imagine? because he'll eat all of burger. I'm not even lying to you. Well, he can't. He doesn't season it he at all. He can't call an offense. That's for damn sure. What kind of cheese does Freddie Kitchens put on his burger? I feel like he's like he does something weird, or he probably just goes like straight American. Has no like. Nah, nah. He's like a, he's like a provolone guy. Colby oh. Jack, some provolone, you know. Nah, I could see provolone, the most basic, tasteless cheese there is. Facts. Y'all, I don't understand the love for it. I gotta go with the provolone always. When I'm at Subway, that's my go-to. That's well, crazy. That's crazy. You go to Subway. That place sucks. <laughs> like that place is so bad. I would, I would never spend money there. Uh, everyone listening, welcome. You're now part of the Smash Gang Mailbox Smashers. If you don't know what it's from, you don't need to know. Just know that you're now a part of the Smash Gang. Isn't that right, Willie B? Always ready. Always ready, yes, sir. That's what we do. All right. First thing we're going to do, we're going to go through the playoffs. It's uh, Monday night after wild card round. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. This weekend was kind of crazy in the NFL. Some teams won that maybe a lot of people didn't expect uh, expect to win and to move on to the divisional round. Let's start in the top left. Uh, I know that Riley's going to have a lot to say here. So, Riley, why don't you just go ahead and kick us off with the Tennessee-New England game? Uh, well, there's really not much to say other than my mighty Titans went up to Foxborough, and Derrick Henry put the team on his back. And head coach Mike Vrabel basically just drug his nutsack on Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's chin. Absolutely. Uh, it, was, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Tennessee went into Foxborough and beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's Patriots 20-13. to Derek Henry, I don't know his exact numbers. I want to say he had, what, close to 200 total yards? 34 yeah. for 182. Yeah, 34 for 182. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. And he had, he had – it was something like 40 yards. He had a 40-yard reception. Yeah, I'm not sure about the catching, but he had a few. He had one long one right there in the second half that really, really was important so on he that was, drive. So he was well over the 200. Yeah, on, on one drive he had all the yards on their touchdown drive. He on his, when he got the rushing yard, he had like 78 all-purpose yards yeah, and nobody else had anything. I'm going to go ahead and score. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely unreal. Well, I said this 
as soon as the first half of the year was over and everyone was raving about the New England defense. And if you look at their schedule, they had not played anybody that mattered. But you looked at that second half, and that's where they were really going to be tested. The defense was really going to come to fruition, see what they were about. And they just weren't the same defense in the second half of the year. And they definitely had no answer last night or uh, two nights ago for Derrick Henry. And uh, Bill Belichick, you know, he's usually a savant for taking away your number one option. And, I mean, he A.J. Brown didn't have a big game at all. But it didn't matter because Derrick Henry absolutely torched him any way he could. Uh, can you guys believe that he was recruited to play linebacker? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I worked at the University of Georgia at the time in the recruiting office um, with a football program. And Derrick Henry, he was actually committed to Georgia before he committed to Alabama. And the whole time – the plan was actually to move him to linebacker when he got to Athens. Well, he is an absolute monster of a man. Uh, I don't know if in the cold, in the cold, you just don't want to tackle him. I mean, that's a lot of meat and muscle coming at you and just feeling like it's going to peel your skin off in that Foxborough, uh, Foxborough chill. Well, I know this. I texted you guys this during the game. Derrick Henry is a free agent at the end of the season, and I text both of you, give that man a blank check. Give him what the hell he wants. He is the heart and soul of our franchise right now. Screw a franchise quarterback. We have a franchise running back. Absolutely. All right. I'm right there with you because, uh, I mean, I think that we're going to take some time. Uh, probably not tonight. We got some other stuff to talk about. But we need to get into the uh, contracts of Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and where we think they're going to go in the offseason. But for right now, um, Tennessee, they move on to play Baltimore. We'll get the divisional round. But on the other side of the AFC, Buffalo uh, traveled to Houston. J.J. Watt off of injured reserve with a torn pec. Uh, not even sure how injured he was, but it doesn't even matter because the Houston Texans have Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I know the first half was looking all Buffalo. They probably shot themselves in the foot going away with a couple field goals there in the second quarter, and they probably could have put the game away. But I don't know. J.J. probably changed the game with that sack on Deshaun um, it was a really big play, momentum swing. Buffalo goes down, kicks that field goal, and then the second half was just all Houston. Um, Deshaun played like I think he is, which is a top three quarterback in the NFL. He made insane plays all day. D-Hop came out in the second half, um, played like the top five wide receiver, top three, you want to say, uh, like he is. Um, and they just – I, I think Buffalo – they were good all year. They were way better than I thought they were going to be. But Houston's just, I think, class-wise and a little bit uh, different kind of section than Buffalo. And I think I think the better team did win. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, during the like, before the game, I actually took Houston. Um, I took a minus two and a half. Um, and going into halftime, I was like, I was, I was, I thought I was screwed. And as the second half went on and I saw Houston was starting to make some offense, I actually hit Houston live on the money line four different times. I just, kept pounding, away. I just kept pounding away at it. And, um, you know, when they finally took the lead, I was like, holy crap, I'm about to smash my bookie right now. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I mean, luckily, you know, it worked out. Um, 
But, I mean, you, you can't say enough about Deshaun Watson, man. He is absolutely unbelievable. He's a winner. And, it, you know, it, he's a winner. It, I mean, it's like, like Davo Sweeney said, he's Michael Jordan, man. Um, it, it sucks because I'm a Titans fan, and, you know, I'm they're in the AFC South with the Texans, and I know we're going to have to face Deshaun Watson twice a year for a Nick. long time. Yeah, but look at it this way. At least you get to watch this man play for two – there's two games out of every year, you know, for a fact you're going to get to watch Deshaun Watson play being the Titans fan you are. And I loved Deshaun. I loved him at Clemson. Ever since he was at Clemson, went to the Texans. This man's just a freak. Um, I just don't think there's anything he can't do at the quarterback position because he just he's talented in every area that you need to be. Whether it's knowing what the defense is going to give him, if he needs to take off, if he just needs to chunk it downfield. There's just there's no weakness in his game. Uh, he has some consistency problems, but the man's just a monster. His consistency really kind of depends on how he plays in the red zone. I feel like that was his crutch this year. There were a lot of bad picks. Um, he didn't have any any bad real throw. I think he I think he had a fumble. They ended up recovering it. But other than that, I mean, he didn't have any actual turnovers, which is good because when he turns the ball over, there's not much the Texans can, Texans can do. Um but if him, if if Deshaun Watson, and DeAndre Hopkins are linking up like they did in that second half, it's it's really tough to stop, stop that team. Yeah, I agree. It's GG kids. Uh, you know, other than Houston, they let's you know they have some experience. Deshaun, he's been to the playoffs. On the other side, Josh Allen, second year QB, playing for Buffalo, he didn't play bad. I think that when it came down to the fourth quarter and he had to make the plays, the moment. Might have just been a little too big for him. He's a young uh, quarterback, but he showed a lot of talent and a lot of potential. And I think that Buffalo should be happy with their quarterback situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll say this. As long as Josh Allen is throwing touchdown passes and not John Brown, Buffalo's going to be all right. John Brown's touchdown might have been the worst that was a, thrown that was touchdown. A duck. That was a duck. That have been the worst thrown touchdown pass in the history of the NFL. But, hey, it was a he touchdown. Al- it no was way. a touchdown, but he, he almost killed his franchise quarterback. He did. He did. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to the NFC. And possibly, other than the New England-Tennessee game, my favorite game of the weekend, Minnesota at New Orleans in NOLA at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And my guy – who isn't really my guy at all. But that but yesterday he was. Kirk Cousins. Stunning Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Hey, me and you were on it before the game. Kirk kissing Cousins. I think both of me and you both took the Vikings. I had him on the money line as well. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins, man, that's always been his rap that he can't, you know, he can't make the plays in the big games. And I mean, when it came down to it, man, he made the plays. Yeah, uh, me and Riley both had Minnesota in this game. I was really confident with their spread, but you know, as this game was, as this game started, and New Orleans didn't just put it on them, I was like, you know, Minnesota can win this game. They were in it the whole time. No, I think the oh, biggest yeah. thing about yeah. this game honestly came down to not even Drew Brees, Taysom Hill. What a performance he had! The probably one of the best plays of the get the, the day I've seen in the 50 yard pass to was it Deontay uh what's Trey, his name <laughs> Deontay, Deontay, Deontay Harris Deontay Harris that's right yeah. I want to say Johnson for some reason uh but Deontay Harris he had 
he was their leading rusher on the day, and he still came away with the only receiving touchdown. I mean, Drew Brees had probably a stinker for his standards. Um, only 208 yards. He had a pick. He had the, the big fumble that changed the game. Uh, but Taysom Hill, I don't know. It was just it, it was kind of the Taysom Hill show while Drew Brees was kind of kind of stinking it up a little bit. And I don't know. I, I obviously as a Falcons fan, I kind of like seeing Drew Brees struggle a little bit. But at the same time, it sucks seeing a guy that's forty or forty-one, you know, out there kind of struggling because I feel like I never want to see the greats struggle late in the season, especially in the playoffs. But unless it's Brady, <laughs> yeah, unless it's Brady. No, but either way, I don't want to see either of those guys struggle like that. But um, I think it, it just shows Kirk Cousins finally got that got that chip off his shoulder. He finally won a big game. Adam Thielen had an amazing game. You know, I got to shout out my my guy, my fantasy team. He showed both of y'all up. Y'all both said he was garbage. <laughs> y'all both said he was oh, trash. He came out with seven garbage. for 130. Should have had a touchdown at the end. Nobody. Y'all said he was garbage. It's okay. You can admit it. I did. I said he's garbage. Um, I just don't – I think the talent's there. I just – I don't know. Just not an Adam Thielen fan, but he did come through in this game. He did. Uh, While Stephon Diggs but- was MIA. While on – while with Janoris Jenkins guarding, which is very surprising. I, I told you guys as the game started, I saw Janoris Jenkins on Diggs, and I was just like, all right. Diggs about yeah, to go he off. should have he's he should have one forty and a touchdown or two. Yeah, Kirk was not forcing the ball to Diggs at all. I think that Minnesota completely dominated the line of scrimmage. Like Dalvin Cook was absolutely doing whatever he wanted. Alexander Madison was doing whatever he wanted. Kirk had time to throw. What we're not looking at is Xavier Rhodes, who had been terrible all season long, showed up and held Michael Thomas to what only fifty eight receiving yards. Seventy. He ended up seven for seventy because he had that last Which catch is, on the last a- drive. But it was yeah, it was seventy for bad, seventy. That's a bad day for Mike. That's a very bad day for Mike. Yeah, seventy yards. But I mean, Xavier Rhodes, he hadn't done anything all year, but he showed up in this game, was fighting through an injury, and he he played the game of his life. You watched him the whole time. Mike, they wanted to give him the ball, but he was not allowing it. I think Minnesota's defensive game plan, they just knew exactly what they wanted to do and they came out and executed it. That Minnesota D is strong, man. Um if that defense keeps playing the way they did against New Orleans, I mean, Minnesota's got a shot, man. I'll say this. I was big on Minnesota. I think they're a hot team right now. Uh, and I also thought the same about Philly. Uh, let's go ahead and just segue into that. I thought Philly was um, hot. Uh, they were hot at the end of the season. I thought they were about to beat Seattle, go in, potentially beat Green Bay, and then somehow end up in the uh, NFC Championship. But that hit to Carson Wentz in the first quarter. It just kind of threw me all out of sorts. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, me and you both, we are both on the Eagles um, in pregame. Um uh, but I mean, man, it's uh, that that hit on Wentz that really just kind of deflated the Eagles. You could really just see it in their offense. Do y'all uh, see that as a targeting? I don't know if I see it as a targeting. I mean, anything you put in slow motion, you can like pick. You can you can nitpick whatever you want. He was going down, Jadavion Clowney. I guess but technically you know, he, he didn't dove have forward and he wasn't sliding, so technically he didn't give himself up. I don't know. It's kind of. It's kind of borderline, but I still think it's not necessary to go down headfirst at the quarterback. At in the situation, he was not a quarterback. 
That's true. That's true. At the play, he's going diving forward. He didn't give himself up. Yeah, have no issues with it whatsoever. I think Clowney's just trying to make a play. I mean, and, and you got to think, man. Do you really think Jadavian Clowney, in a split instant, decided, "Oh, I'm going to hit Carson Wentz in the head"? No, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be a penalty. Should have been head. To, it should have been helmet to helmet. Um, Either way, but at the same it, time, it took Carson away from. A very very big game for Philadelphia that they really probably should could have won. I mean, seventeen to nine, uh, Seattle. Besides DK Metcalf, that offense was kind of stagnant. They weren't really rushing well. Uh, Lockett was kind of involved, but uh, DK Metcalf and Russell were just kind of on another level. I think if Wentz is in there, uh, Zach Ertz gets involved a little better. Uh, Jones's guy, Miles Sanders, or sorry, Riley's guy, Miles Sanders. Probably can get a little bit more touches, get involved. He could be a game changer. Um, but Josh McCown didn't play terrible. No, I don't think Josh McCown played terrible. But, I mean, who do you want in the field? Josh McCown or Carson Wentz? If Carson, Wentz, Carson, is Wentz. In that, if Carson Wentz is in that game, it's a completely different game. And I just don't see a scenario where he doesn't at least get one touchdown, you know, and yeah. make it a game. I mean – there's just a world where Carson Wentz is in that game and they possibly win this game 31-17 because he heats up. That's true. Well, my thing is McCown was good from 20 to 20. All right. You got the Eagles. I mean, I don't think they they were in the red zone four times and they got three field goals. I feel like every sack was in the red zone. It was brutal to watch. I don't know how many times he was sacked. I believe it was five or six, but I feel like they were all right there creeping up towards the red zone and – it was just not not good to watch. You got to think, man. Carson Wentz is a really mobile guy. Yeah. You got to think he's going to break free and make at least one of those plays. And now you're talking about a tie game, possibly a tie game. Very true. If not, if not the Eagles, and you got to think, man. The Eagles had field, or not the Eagles? Excuse me. The Seahawks had field position all game, simply because the Eagles' offense was stagnant. Um, and I think that that's a huge that's a huge deal, man. Especially in the playoff. Yeah, I agree. I I was on Philly hard in our dra- in DraftKings and on the PK, and it was just real upsetting to see Carson Wentz go out early. And I just knew that both of those were busts. I mean, he didn't even get Listen, five attempts. He went one for four for three yards. Like that's yeah, that's, it was that's tough. I really believe in Carson Wentz. He's gotten a lot of hate all year. That receiving core has dropped down. I mean, he lost his probably his best receiver in Deshaun Jackson, or at least his best deep threat. Um, in the first game of the season, or after the first game of the season, and it's just been downhill from there. That's Carson's game. He's a deep shot guy. He is. The, the Eagles realized halfway through the season when Jordan Howard got hurt how good Miles Sanders is. Um, He should have been their starting running back all year. Uh, They messed around with Howard, and they ended up you know, trying to sign Ajayi, and he wasn't – I don't even know if he ever, even really got snaps, but – Miles Sanders is here to stay. I'll tell you that. It was the first will. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jordan Howard is Jordan Howard's the curse. But Miles Sanders, I, I feel like you can get him involved a little better when you're able to spread the field a little bit. And when you have Greg Ward and your two next receivers are tight ends, it's hard to really win a game against a team like Seattle. 
Yeah, and we'll be able to get into the players more when we uh, actually dive into more fantasy stuff. I, like, I think we'll all have a lot to say about key assets to each offense. But let's go ahead and move into the divisional rounds. Um, the win- We'll just start where we are. The winner of this game, Seattle, is going to be going to Lambeau. Uh, I think this game's going to be ugly, and I just you know it's going to be an ugly game. I just want to see where y'all stand, uh, what you think is going to happen with Seattle and Green Bay this week. You guys know me. I'm big on the spreads. Um, and that and that's really what I'm looking at when I'm looking at an NFL game. And for me, right now, Seattle, Seattle is catching four at Green Bay. And, you know, Green Bay, they went 13-3. and three, But, man, I haven't believed in this team all year. I mean, they win ugly. When they win, they win ugly. It's not – Aaron Rodgers isn't – being Aaron Rodgers. He might have had, what, one, two Aaron Rodgers games, but they're winning these games on, I don't, I can't even, I don't even know. Like, their defense isn't great. Their offense isn't great. Aaron Jones basically carries the team. It's the Aaron Jones show. Right. Um, you know, with, and, and I'll say this somebody made a good point today. I can't remember who it was about who the real MVP of the league is. And, and you know, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. But, if you take Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore, how is he going to play on every other team in the league? I mean, it depends on kind of how the scheme they run, I think. Right. Well, I don't think every team would go and you take, do what the Ravens did and just run or build it around Lamar Jackson. No, no. Not many teams will do that. But what I'm getting to is you take Russell Wilson and put him – in any scheme in the NFL, any of the 32 teams, and you have one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Oh, I agree no with that 1,000%. And the fact that I'm catching four points with Russell Wilson in what's probably going to be a really tight game, I got to take it, man. I mean, I know I'm, I'm saying go against Aaron Rodgers, who might be the most physically talented quarterback of all time. But there's just some about Russell Wilson, man. Ever since he was at NC State, the guy is is a lot like Deshaun Watson in that he's going to find a way to keep his team yeah. in the game. I think the thing with Green yeah. Bay, like this year, I agree. Seattle, I think, will go and win this game. But Green Bay went thirteen and three. I don't really. I mean, can you remember any like very convincing games where you're like, oh wow, this team is elite. Um, I remember. I remember uh, them going yeah. to San Francisco and getting absolutely. Dist- I don't know if Aaron Rodgers had a hundred yards passing in that game, but they also went and I. I mean, their best win next is Minnesota. I think week sixteen. But at the same time, I mean, I just haven't seen Aaron Rodgers really have that kind of Aaron Rodgers game besides the Philly game. I want to say, and then the Oakland game, where. Um, Valdez Scantling went off. I, I don't remember any two games where I was just like, wow, Green Bay can go out and beat anybody in the NFL, where I think Seattle has just gone and proved they can they can take a win from you no matter where you are, and you do not want to go play them at CenturyLink. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers' biggest game was uh, against the Raiders in Week 7, where he went 25 for 31 for 429 and yep. 5. But other than that, he hasn't he hasn't been Aaron Rodgers. You brought up the 49ers game. They got absolutely blown out, 37-8. to eight. Uh, That Week 16 game where they beat the Vikings, but I don't even think 
like the Vikings were dealing with injuries. Well, at the time, that, that was Packers, Dalvin wasn't even in that game. And that was, yeah, I just don't see that was the Packers, first game back of all injury as well. That's right. Yeah, was and Mike Madison. Sorry, they were relying. They were relying on. Yeah, Mike Boone, and that's the week everyone played him in the championship, and he actually, he absolutely burned you if you played Mike Boone that week 16 championship. Uh, sorry for everyone out there who did that. It wasn't me. I was in the championship. I'm awful. But what I'm saying is if you played Mike Boone, you were burned. Um, but this Green Bay-Seattle game, I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys know. I know Seattle's getting four. That didn't even matter to me. They're going to win this game. Sprinkle on that money line, baby. That's what I'm saying. I see Seattle beating Green Bay. It's going to be a close game. It's not – I'm not going to say it's going to be it's not going to be a shootout unless I'm just absolutely wrong which you know that could definitely happen but I can see like a 21-17 21-20 type game Seattle pulls it out that. late and uh that, and that's just where I see it um I you know just for the sake of the podcast I just you know take spreads out who do you guys see winning this game and moving on to the NFC championship I'm I'm taking the Hawks plus 4 I'm going to have some on the money line I'm taking the Hawks man yeah, going in, I just, I'm really not, I really do believe Aaron Rodgers is still in that elite category, but I just don't think that team is as well rounded as Seattle. I, I think I'm going to have to take, take Seattle with that plus four. I think that's a good value. We're either geniuses or we're just absolutely wrong, and this game's about a 42 to 40. Uh, <laughs> but let, let's just go ahead. Uh, let's go to the other side with San Francisco, Minnesota, and this might be one of the best games of the week. I mean, I I, I don't disagree. Um, like you said, that Minnesota team's hot, playing with a lot of belief. I mean, going down to New Orleans, that uh, getting that win that doesn't happen often, man. Um, uh, when I look at the spreads, though, there are four teams. In the NFL, the top four rushing teams in the NFL are all in the divisional playoff. All right. And for me, it's about can you run that damn football and the 49ers do it better than anybody yep. in the league. Kyle Shanahan yeah. is yep. amazing. Kyle Shanahan should be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I will say that. You know, it'll never happen, well, but that was our yeah. key to success. And we let him walk. But I do agree with what you're saying, Riley, running the ball. And – Minnesota, San Francisco. I know Minnesota, they're getting seven here. And I just don't think that it's going to be that big of a blowout. I see Minnesota covering that easy. I I don't see San Francisco, if they win this game, winning by more than three. I'm actually on the opposite side right now. I'm leaning uh, San Francisco minus the six and a half. I really like it being under that seven, under that touchdown. Um and I don't disagree. I think Minnesota can keep it close, but I, I got to go with the team that I know for a fact can run the rock against any defense in the league. And, you know, they got home field. They're going to be fired up. First playoff game in a long time. Um, and Jimmy G, man, Jimmy G has shown that in a big moment, he's going to rise up. Yeah, I mean, can you believe that we've got Jimmy Garoppolo – in the playoffs and Tom Brady is sitting on the couch. I saw some meme today. It was like somebody edited Bill Belichick's face on like somebody really sad and they were looking at a phone and it was a picture of Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you up? He sent him, he sent him that you up text. He sent him that you up text. I don't, Jimmy G wasn't going to endure, you know, three to five more years of riding shotgun to Tom Brady and then, 
coming in and waiting until he's what 30 to 30 to actually get his chance. He's gotten his chance in San Francisco. I mean, he had that injury, but he looks like the franchise quarterback that San Francisco needed ever since they got rid of Alex Smith, went to Colin Kaepernick. It's kind of, they haven't really had any uh, solidity in that position. And Jimmy G's really brought it. Um, but the thing that's really made San Francisco so good, you know, other than being the most dominant running team in the National Football League, George Kittle might be one of the most electrifying players I've ever seen. Oh, he's special. He is. That's for he, sure. He's unguardable. Nobody can cover him. Nobody can tackle. And not only that, he might. Everybody gives him shit about his blocking, but dude, he will pancake you. I don't know why he's getting uh, criticized for his blocking. I like he's one of the best blocking tight ends that can also catch the football next to Gronk. I see Gronk, Kittle, and you know they're just different who talent. Taking, who are you taking in their prime, Gronk? Hey, you gotta take Gronk. Um, gotta well, take Gronk. You gotta take Gronk. But have we seen? Have we seen Kittle's prime? Like, oh, no. is this his? Is this his prime, or is he just getting started? Because he just came on the scene last year. And tight ends, they I mean, take, he's only, what, three what, years to develop? I want to say. Yeah. And look at Travis Kelsey. He's 30 years old, and he's he's yeah. a freak of nature. I mean, he's no one's guarding him either. I mean, it helps to have Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid. But and still. Kyle Shanahan but, for Kittle. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at it that way. It's all about what coach you have, who do you have to develop, and who's getting you the football. But either way, I mean, Zach Ertz is great, but he's, for me, he's fallen out of the tier that Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are in. I don't even know if Zach Ertz is the best tight end on his team. He's definitely the, he's definitely uh, you know, the best right, tight end I mean, on that team. Come on. Goddard but, is but a Dallas good Goddard is, tight end. Is I'll say that, but he's no Zach Ertz. That – that that's blasphemy. Come on, we've seen Zach Ertz do pretty amazing things. I mean, he was he was right there last year with what Kittle on everything. I, I think Kittle Kittle or Zach Ertz had the record last year of receiving yards, and then Kittle ended up breaking it. I believe, right? Is that my correct? Uh, no, it was no, it was Travis Kelsey. That's Travis right. Kelsey that's right. had it, and then George. Kittle okay, I'm it. sorry, I'm mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. The, in okay. the same I thought day. it was Ertz for like, some reason. Within okay. hours I'm apart. Sorry. But Ertz, I mean, Ertz had a career year last year, but he was the only target on his team. The yeah. Eagles have just been plagued with injuries. And if you're the best target, if you're the you know the number one option, the clear talent on your team, the ball is going to find you. And especially when you're the only option for your yeah. backup quarterback to throw it to. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, uh, you know, we all took Seattle here. Um, Minnesota, San Francisco in this game. Take the spread out. Who do you guys have going to play Seattle in the NFC Championship? For me, it's, you know, I'm still up in the air. I like Minnesota on the spread, but I think San Francisco pulls it out and they're going to meet the Hawks I think, in the championship. I'm all in on the nine. I think San Francisco totally is just by far a much better team. Uh, I, I like San, San Francisco to cover. All right, so we got the same NFC championship. Let's go ahead and jump uh, to the other side. And in the AFC, I mean, these are going to be like these are going to be some games this week. Uh, we're going to be just this Houston Kansas City game. We'll just go ahead and start there. P- 
Patty versus Deshaun. I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys weigh in. I got some things I want to say, but I'm, I'm going to give the floor to one of y'all. A lot of the same way I feel about Russell Wilson. I feel the same way about Deshaun Watson. Um, you're going to give me over a touchdown with a guy who is probably one of the top three, top four quarterbacks in the league. I don't care where it's played. I don't care if they're playing in the Walmart parking lot. You give me over a touchdown with Deshaun Watson, and I'm taking it. Um, and I want to remind you, midseason, I'm not sure what week it was, Houston went to Kansas City and beat the dog shit out of them. You know, and Kansas City has shown this year that people can run the football on them. Um, you know, my Titans, uh, you know, the Titans played them. I'm not sure what week it was, but, I mean, the Titans went off. Uh, you know, they had a couple of block kicks late in the game. I mean, Pat Mahomes threw for like 450. But you can run the ball on this Kansas City defense, and I really think if Houston sticks to it, you know, they I, I, I think plus nine and a half is stealing. Um, you know, you got to think it's going to – Deshaun's going to find a way to get it a one-possession game at the in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, and on the spread, I got to take like the Texans that, plus the nine and a half. Like Give that. me that candy, baby. Like I, I gotta take. I, just, it. I don't see. I gotta take it. Deshaun going in there. I know can, Kansas City is probably one of the more favorable home stadiums to play with. Uh, their fans go absolutely crazy. It gets very loud in there. But Deshaun, I'll tell you what, he doesn't hear any of that. Um, he's gonna play great. I don't think he's gonna have a stutter in the first half like he had with DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe Will Fuller can come back and play next week. I know it's probably not likely, but it is possible. Um, that'll add another weapon for him. Uh, I think I think taking taking that nine and a half for the Texans is definitely favorable. I don't think it's going to be more than that. So I I'll I'll take that nine and a half for the Texans. And, yeah. and I'll say this: you know, Buffalo had uh, Tre'Davious White. Who the hell Who the hell does Kansas City have that's going to cover DeAndre Hopkins? Their only option is a honey badger. That's it. That's the only person like they, they and they have an injury yeah. to one of their number one cornerbacks. Um, I can't yeah, think of his name. Right. All right, so you go put the honey badger on D Hop. No. The honey badger they is won't, the best. They won't. He can play in the box. They won't have him. They'll have right. so that. That's Kendall gonna, Fuller probably on him or Morris Claiborne because Brashad Breeland is the cornerback that got hurt, I believe. Um, so they'll they'll probably have Kendall Fuller on him all game. If Will Fuller is back. Houston yeah, is a, a serious, a deadly, deadly offense with Willful. I know it's the Chiefs. I know it's Andy Reid. I know they got Tyreek Kill. But are we blinded by Patrick Mahomes' 50-touchdown season? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is great. He's a franchise quarterback. But he hasn't been the Patrick Mahomes that people still hype him up to be this season. I don't know... What's going on? I don't. I don't think his knee injury is still like hindering his play. But you know, last year, if Patrick Mahomes, a normal day for Patrick Mahomes is twenty-five for thirty-five, four hundred and five, and he hasn't thrown for more than two touchdowns since Week Ten against the Titans. I mean, against the Chargers, the Chargers who were terrible. He was nineteen for thirty-two for one eighty-two and one with a pick. Like, and that's pretty much how the stat line's been ever since. He hasn't, I mean, he had this, he had the game against um, Denver. He had 34 attempts for 340 and two, but he's still, like, he's just not, 
I just think that everyone's still caught up in what he did last year, and they're not taking Patrick Mahomes for what he's been this year. Well, I'll say this, and you go back. One of the key things about an Andy Reid offense is they have that factor yep. back. They have that, that guy in the backfield who is the absolute bell cow. Yep. And last year, you had Kareem all the way up until the point where he got cut. And then once Kareem got cut, they just found, you know, lightning in a bottle with Damian Williams. And, you know, and, and they didn't miss a beat. Whereas this year, they never were able to figure out the running back. And I think that threat, not having that guy in the backfield that Mahomes can dump it off to, they can't run their, you know, their RPO game, um, it's, just, it's not a threat. And I think that really, really hampered Patrick Mahomes. I think they were really trying to throw it as much as they could because they really didn't have any other choice. Um, you know, and when you don't have that run threat, you don't get any one-on-ones with Tyreek. Um, you know, guys are just going to sit back and play a soft zone. They're not going to get beat deep. And it really takes away those explosive plays that you saw out of Patrick Mahomes last year. Patrick Mahomes hasn't been Patrick Mahomes. And – I don't see it changing. I don't think that all of a sudden Damian Williams or, you know, they have Daryl Williams on IR. Darwin Thompson's a rookie who I'm big on. Like, I think Darwin Thompson, I think the reason he's not getting his playing time, I just don't think he's good in pass protection. You know, he's got all the offensive talent there is, but Andy Reid's not going to put a back out there who can't protect Patrick Mahomes. But I just think, and this is this is just – what you know? This is just my my opinion. This is my hot take right now. I think Houston wins this game. They're hot, and Kansas City. I think they're just going to be a little off. I just think that Deshaun comes in, chip on his shoulder. No one's going to be able to cover his his guys. He's going to make something happen, and I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to try to do too much. So, you know, for this one, I'm taking Houston. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a come come to earth meeting. He's not going to throw for five touchdowns, and Houston's going to move on to the AFC Championship. You know, I, I'm taking the Texans plus the nine and a half, and I'm probably going to put a little bit on the money line too. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take the home team to win the game. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's going to be a close one. I think Houston will cover the number, but I am going to take the Chiefs to win the game. Yeah, I'm actually going to probably roll. I, I like that nine and a half, but yeah. also like Texans at that 350 money line, I think. I just I don't know I I feel like the Chiefs are a great team, but I think the same thing, kind of the same. Both of both of these teams kind of have the same problem. I don't think either of them have that bona fide running back right now. I just think Deshaun Watson at this moment, uh, this y'all might not agree with. I just think is the better quarterback of the two of him and Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's gonna make something happen. I don't think. Kansas City can really hang with them. Their defense has played well at the end of the season. I just think Deshaun Watson, he's a winner. He's going to go out there, win on the road, and make something happen. I like them. I like Texas. Yeah, and that's just exactly – I was right there with you the whole way. So this is the first place that we're not taking uh, – everyone's taking the same pick. So just you know, to recap, we, got, we both have – or all three of us have San Francisco and Seattle in the NFC Championship. Uh, me and Will are going to take Houston to beat Kansas City this week, and Riley is going to take uh, the Chiefs to move on. But here's the big game. I know this is the closest one to Riley's heart with his uh, Nash Vegas Titans. 
They're going to be traveling to the chilly tundra of Baltimore, though, and taking on the presumably NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this game is going to be – it's going to be a very weird game. It's going to be very run-heavy, both sides. Obviously, you know, Baltimore, they can run it with Lamar on those RPOs. And then Mark Ingram is definitely no slouch. Um, I just think at this point, you know, got the Ravens at a, at a minus nine. The, the money line sitting at – 340 for the Titans. I just I don't know how you go with the Titans. I think they're a very talented team, very promising future. I just think it's very hard to stop Lamar Jackson at this time of the year. Maybe maybe in a year or two teams start figuring out, but Lamar is just unstoppable. I love the Ravens at home. You know, I'm I'm gonna let Riley go last because I feel like he'll have the most to say. But that 10 points that Tennessee's getting, I like that 10, 10 points in the National Football League, especially at this point in the playoffs. Baltimore's unreal. You know, they'll probably have an answer for Derrick Henry. But Ryan Tannehill's coming to his own, has shown promise to, be, to, you know, win games this year. I expect Tennessee to cover that 10. But, you know, same thing. Home team, Lamar Jackson. People have if they haven't figured it out now, uh, Tennessee, I don't expect them to finish it. I mean, figure it out this week, especially coming off that New England win. Uh, I got Baltimore moving on, too. But, you know, Tennessee's going to cover that 10. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, that's my guy. Took him in the – I just want I just want this on the record for everyone listening out there. In our Dynasty League, I took Lamar Jackson in the 16th round. The 16th round, I got Lamar Jackson. And I didn't even make it out the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> You, you also took <laughs> a quarterback before Lamar Jackson. I took so you weren't like It's not like you went out and, oh, I'm going to get Lamar. All right. I'm not going to lie. It's you know, a little luck. It's a little luck. It was a, it was a little luck, but I also was thinking, you know, nobody was taking him. He wasn't hyped up when we were drafting. We drafted and We were doing a slow draft in the middle of the summer. I, you know, we did crazy things around here. Mailbox smash or smash gang. But I wanted him. I figured I could wait on him. No one else is looking at him. Still of the draft, Lamar Jackson in the 16th round. Uh, Riley. The still of the draft. The still of the draft. <laughs> Riley, let's go ahead and hear everything that you want to say about uh, this Nash Vegas Titans and the Derrick Henry show. Here All we right. go. I've had a lot to think about this. Um, when the line came out, I was expecting the Titans to be about a six-point dog. The line came out. I saw the Titans were getting 10. I immediately max bet with my bookie. Wait, there's a, the there's, a, there's a name for this now. It's called Smash. You smash the bet. Smash game. I hashtag hashtag mm. smash game. Call it a homer pick. Call it what you want. If there is a team in the National Football League that can go to Baltimore and beat one seed Baltimore Ravens it is the Tennessee Titans this is like for me this is this is a super classic matchup um back in the early 2000s the Ravens and the Titans were such big rivals you had Steve McNair Eddie George on one side you know, you had uh, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Jamal Lewis, Derek Mason. Derek Mason played for both sides. But the the Titans and the Ravens had so many good battles in the early 2000s. So, I mean, this is going to be a super throwback game. You're going to have both teams running it 
pound for pound. Um, and, and I got to go with the best running back on the Lamar field. Jackson. I got to go. With- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going Lamar Jackson going. averaging eight yards a carry. More correct. Lamar Jackson is a running back playing quarterback. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans are going to shock the world. I have max bet this plus 10 with my bookie. I'm going to get down on the money line. The Tennessee Titans are going to Baltimore, and they're going to beat the Baltimore Ravens 20-17. to 17. You think the you Baltimore think Ravens are going to score 17 points? 17. Yeah. Wow. Guys. Here's the deal. Here, here, here. I'm going to tell you right now exactly how this game's going to go. I want you to think back, and this is the game I've told you guys all year that I think about. The reason why I still don't believe in Lamar Jackson is last year in the playoffs when they played the San Diego Chargers, I was at your house. We watched the game together. Lamar Jackson, the Titans are going to man up across the board. They're going to stuff the box. And the Titans are – guys, we can stop the run. The Titans hey, But last year, Lamar, in his run. any of his RPOs or options, he was running with Kenneth Dixon, not Mark Ingram, and he also didn't have these weapons that he had. I mean – Mark Ingram is on track to play and will be practicing all this week at full speed. Mark Ingram's going to play, but I'm – guys, the Titans, if there is one team – in the AFC, that can line up and play that type of football with the Baltimore Ravens, it is the Tennessee Titans. I agree. You're probably one of the only teams that can go out and play. Just, But that doesn't mean you will. And I just think Lamar, this is – it's kind of written for him this season. I mean, like I said, he's averaging – I mean, I don't think he's averaging eight. What is he averaging, seven? Seven yards a carry? That might have been a little too much for eight. But I, I don't know who's going to stop him. He has – he has weapons. Mark Andrews led the league in touchdowns. Marquise Brown is um, is coming in to his own. Is is a very good receiver, and he, and you have to worry about also this Ravens defense that is by no means uh anything to shy away from. They're and I, listen, I just they're good. I know you said we just went to Foxborough against the best defensive line in the league. And Derrick Henry. Defense that just gave up 27 to the Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I don't know. Okay, they they had a very bad last stretch of the season besides the Bengals. I mean, Look, I don't know. There's anybody in the league. All right, gun to your head. You got to have Ryan, a defensive guy. Listen to what I'm saying. Gun to okay. your head. You got to have a defensive guy in the NFL to make a game plan to stop Derrick Henry. Who are you going to pick? You're gonna pick Bill Belichick and Derrick Henry just drug his ball. I, no, I'm taking Jason Garrett. I want Jason <laughs> Garrett coming up with the defensive game plan. I'm taking Dan Quinn. <laughs> Riley, I know he'll take away nobody. Riley, the the Ravens haven't scored. I know you said 17, 20. What'd you say? 17, 21. The Ravens have, said 20 to 17. The, 20 to 17. The Ravens haven't scored less than 20 all year, and it was a the game they scored 20 in was a game they blew out the Redskins. Uh, 
they scored 20 against the 49ers, but you know that game it was like a monsoon out there. They scored 20 in an actual tsunami. 20 to 17, the Tennessee Titans are going back to the AFC Championship game for the first time since 2003. Vince Young and the Tennessee Titans. No, that was Steve McNair. We played the Oakland Raiders. We played the Oakland Raiders. Maybe that was 02. No, no, it was 02 because we played the Raiders, then they went and lost to the Bucs. We went over this before. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Either, you know, I like like the Titans with the 10. I like Baltimore to win. The Tennessee Titans are going. Yeah, me and Jones are not with you on that. Sorry. (laughs) And And they. Right, we're shocking not- the world, and if it- with our bonehead coach, he's going to run in four minutes. I'm I'm order. probably rooting for Tennessee just just for my boy because I I think I think y'all really need it. <laughs> just like the Falcons really needed to get to the Super Bowl, we might have choked the shit out of it, but we needed it. Y'all need it. I started the podcast talking about why I fell in love with the game of football, and it's also why to this day I still love the Tennessee Titans. I went for a period where we didn't make the playoff for about 10 years, and I was still a hardcore Titans fan. I still love the Titans. I've always loved the Titans. And right now, I think our defense is clicking, headed by Wesley Woodyard. I think Wesley Woodyard is going to be the MVP of the game. Okay. All right. I think he's going he's, we're gonna, to we're gonna man up across the board. Wesley Woodyard is going to sit in the box. He's going to spy Lamar Jackson. And we're you think, do our best how do you think A.J. Brown does against Marlon Humphrey? I don't Hard think it do. freaking matters. I don't think it matters because we're going to ride Derrick Henry until his tongue falls out. <laughs> and that's what you should do. I agree. Derrick Henry's been the best pure rusher this year. That The only way – they can't win through Ryan Sandhill. They have to win through Derrick Henry. I, I will tell you that. No, they got to win through Derrick Henry, but I'm going to say small sample size. Ryan Tannehill has – Arguably been a top five quarterback in the NFL. This year. I would say probably top half. three. I would say top three. Well, He's been unreal. Ryan Tannehill is in a like he's playing out of his mind right now. He's he's protecting the football. We had a pick against New England. It was kind of a very bad. I remember. I, very yeah. Bad I text you guys. I you guys in the group chat like, what in the hell is he doing? I, I, I don't still have no clue. But. <laughs> The throw he made on third and eight um, to our backup tight end. I don't even know his name. The guy that called the touchdown. Fisker? Um, Fersker? Fersker. Not Frisker. Yeah, Fersker. Yeah we, yeah. we have two white guys on the team, and Adam Humphreys didn't play. Yeah. So, it had to be him. Because I needed uh, Joe New to have that had, touchdown. That was unfortunate. But yeah, John New could have a big game, guys. I mean, the Ravens have been susceptible to the tight end. That's true. Um. Um. I just I think if there is a team that's going to knock off the Ravens, the Tennessee Titans are built better than anybody in the AFC to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just see the these this Ravens team has beaten they all all this year they've beaten the Seahawks, they've beaten the Patriots, they've beaten the Texans, they've beaten the 49ers, they beat the Bills. The only team they didn't beat this year that's in the playoffs are the Chiefs and that was week 1, I think, and it was a shootout. Or week two, um, it was pretty pretty amazing game. That was the game Mark Ingram had three touchdowns. But they've beaten four of the five teams in the playoffs that they've played. I just think 
that's pretty that's pretty impressive. I just I feel like they're going to keep that momentum. Look, I went through Vince Young. I went through those three or four long years. There was some fun. I went through Kerry Collins. I went through Jake Locker. Oh, Jake. I went through Ryan Fitzpatrick. I went through Matt Hasselbeck. I deserve this, okay? <laughs> the Titans are Baltimore, and they are winning this game. Nice. I like it. So, uh, let's, we, I mean, there's obviously no matchups for the – Marcus Merrill is going to have a really, really – Key play All in right. this game. Next topic. Yeah. All right. All right. So, in the AFC Championship, me, me Marigota. In, AFC- Marigota. in the AFC Championship game, uh, me and Will have Baltimore taking on Houston. I'm. I just think I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I see Baltimore moving on to the Super Bowl. Will, what's your pick there? Say Baltimore. All right, rally between Tennessee and Kansas City. Titans are going to the Super Bowl. All right, and on the NFC side, we both, uh, all three of us have San Francisco and Seattle. I see San Francisco winning this game. It's chalk all the way, one seeds to the Super Bowl. I got San Francisco, Baltimore in the Super Bowl. No argument here. All right, there's an old saying in football of how hard it is to beat a team twice. Um, you know, luckily I was on a state championship team. We beat, We played a team earlier in the season. We beat them. We had to go play them again in the state championship, and we beat them. Yes, sir. Beating a team twice is really hard, but beating a team three times is even tougher. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to upset the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC championship. Russell freaking Wilson. Danger Russ is going to put the team on his side. All right, so what's Danger Russ going to do to D. Henny, Tractor Cito? The Titans are going to make the Super Bowl and then rip my freaking heart out. We're going to lose the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I so love it. Here. I love it. <laughs> you heard Realist. it here first. Realist. Riley's taking the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. I'll take Baltimore over San Francisco. I'm changing my pick. The Titans are winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No chance. Bro. Can't do it. All right. All takes exposed right now. If no the Titans win the Super Bowl, I'll shave my head. If the Titans win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The Titans are winning the Super Bowl. Bro, this man. Listen. All right. Will, Will, do you smell that? It's a homer. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um. Oh my gosh. Tennessee, no. <laughs> no, Riley. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, said, he said, wait, I'm changing my pick. <laughs> no. Don't do that to yourself. Trust me. John Cena. Trust, trust me and Jones as Falcons fans. Don't do it to yourself. No, what's going to be karma is if we go up 29 to 3 and then we end up losing. Okay. You know, that's just a backhanded. Oh, I that's don't respect that. I don't respect that. That's messed up. Hey, Riley, that was cold. Too soon. Too soon. Look, man, just because we're making fun of the Titans winning the Super Bowl, you didn't have to go that deep, man. Hey, man. You didn't have to go all that. Way too soon. Look. Yeah, man, it's been like like four years, man. You got to give us at least ten. I just want y'all to know that if the Titans go to Baltimore and win this game, y'all know I'm going to be like, you're going to have to remove me from the group chat because I'm going to be absolutely off my damn rocker. 
if we go with well you know i'm not worried about that because <laughs> it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I'm sorry. I know. We're put- King Henry stat right. 32 carries, a buck 70, and two touchdowns on the back. Is this the Baltimore against, game? Against or Baltimore or San Fran? Or, or I mean, uh, Baltimore. Geez, yeah. This are, you, week, 30, are you talking about the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship? No, this week against Baltimore. 32. Okay, games, okay. A buck 70. <laughs> no. Two You're about the Super Bowl. Oh my God. No, a buck seventy, two touchdowns. The Titans are going to win twenty to seventeen. Uh, Clip it. Clip the sound. Clip the sound bite. Clip it. I can't. I can't wait to tweet that. Uh, <laughs> all right, Will. Who you got winning the Super Bowl? We we know Riley's pick. The whole the Super Bowl pick. Um. <sighs> wow, it's tough. I think. I I truly believe this is the year of Deshaun Watson. Uh, it might be a little bit because I've joined in on the on the on the hype because he's on my dynasty team. But I truly believe Houston they can go on and win it. I know Baltimore is there. I just don't see anybody slowing down Deshaun to DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going with Houston over the Seattle Seahawks, twenty four to twenty. I love it. Right. Can, I, can I point something out? So, Lock so it got, in. Lock it in. Can I point something out? <laughs> you yeah. have picked a team from the AFC South to win the Super Bowl. And that was your first mistake. Hey, guess what? <laughs> you did too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 and you're too mad. We're both idiots. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just gonna ride the coattails of Lamar, and I, like y'all, y'all can take them as guys. <laughs> I, right, I'm a fuck with you. <laughs> All right. So- <laughs> I'm a fuck with you. <laughs> oh man. Hey, just to recap these NFL picks, uh, going to the AFC, I have Baltimore. And Houston, Baltimore coming out on top, and then San Francisco, and I don't remember who I picked. I don't know. Baltimore on top. (laughs) 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 You had Kansas City over Houston, I believe, and Seattle over Green Bay. No, no, I took I took Houston over Kansas City. That's right. That's right. Houston over Kansas City, Seattle over Green Bay, San Fran over Minnesota, Baltimore over Tennessee. Yeah, you had the Hawks, John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's what it was. I couldn't remember about that Seattle Green Bay game. All right, cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so we went through the NFL. You know, we'll get we'll get into that more uh, once we have some more matchups to actually go through. There are going to but let's go there's ahead. There's going to be three six seed quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl: Eli Manning, Eli Manning, and Ryan freaking Tannehill. All right. Uh, anyway, so we're going to move on. To the, uh, Marcus Mariota plays. You will never hear the end of it from me. Mario If Marcus Mariota has any sort of play in a Super Bowl, I'll just it's time to end it all. I'm sorry. Hey. But they, they can they can pull out the Heisman package. Shut down the league. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some uh, college football. Uh, I'm not as into college football as I am the NFL, but I do have a super spicy take about this national championship. 
So national championship coming up January 13th. Joe Burrow and the Bayou Bengals in NOLA will be taking on Trevor Lawrence and the defending national champion Clemson Tigers. What are y'all thinking about this one? I just put a hundred bucks on the Titans to win the Super Bowl. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, hundred dollars. See ya. <laughs> we'll see ya. And we, and we never saw it again. After after I just cleaned my bookie up the way I have, I got a little something to play with. No, you you just gave a hundred dollars to a homeless man. <laughs> no, this man took bros. a shit, wiped it with a hundred dollar bill, sent that shit down the toilet. <laughs> That's gone forever. Gone <laughs> forever. City right now, going ham <sighs> off my bet. Um, but back to the national championship. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. <laughs> all right, just gonna make it short and quick. Um, you know, Will says I only go 30 seconds all the time, so I'm going to keep it about 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, hey, to, be, to quote the great Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I'm taking the Clemson Tigers and the four, four and a half, I think is what it's at right now. Oh, your quote was not, uh, woo! <laughs> oh, I'll give a good woo if the Titans win the Super Bowl. Um, well, that ain't happening, but, Chief. But yeah, man, I got to go with Clemson here. Clemson, five and a half? It's five and a half. You know, I've been wrestling. I've been wrestling with this one for about a week now. And I think that I've decided, and this is the spicy take that I, I've been, I've waiting. been hyping I've been up waiting. all day. I've been talking about it. Joe Burrow is great, is. but he ain't Trevor Lawrence. He ain't Trevor Lawrence. I don't care what you say. That man, Trevor Lawrence, is the truth. He's better than Joe Burrow. He's more athletically gifted. He's got better talent. Joe Burrow will be the number one draft pick, but Joe Burrow is not Trevor Lawrence. And the Clemson Tigers are about to go 25-0 and and win back-to-back national championships. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I really – it's. I'm not going to say – Trevor Lawrence is head and shoulders above Joe Burrow. Um, no, I, I'm not saying that at all. Joe Burrow is great. But you're just saying you'd Joe rather than, have Trevor Lawrence than Joe Burrow. Yeah, 100%. In international championship. Okay, that's what that's what I agree with. Okay. I, I'm taking Clemson. Um, I think the five and a half is a pretty fair. Um, LSU is going to be hard to stop, but I just think the experience of Clemson, they have a lot of guys from that team last year. That is. That experience, um, look. I, I really think that is over overlooked in college football. That really, really And hurts. I'm just tired of people like just saying, oh, LSU won the national championship. Oh, Joe Burrow is amazing. And that's somewhat true. Joe Burrow is awesome. LSU is one of the best college football teams that we've ever seen. Like, we've, we've seen it. But are we just going to ignore the fact that Clemson went and just manhandled Alabama a year ago is bringing almost the exact same team back. They have Trevor Lawrence, who, in my opinion, might be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like take college, take college, NFL, whatever you want to say. In seven years, we're going to be talking about his Hall of Fame career. He's going to make a statement no matter where he goes because this man is talented. 
This is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. And I've been on Trevor Lawrence since ninth grade, been trying to tell everybody about Trevor Lawrence, and no one wanted to listen to me. This man's from Cartersville, Georgia, and Trevor Lawrence is the man. He's got Dabo Sweeney. He's got that crazy defensive coordinator who wears the highlight hat. I don't know what he's got going on. But he's going to have the game plan set up for the uh, for LSU. They weren't worried about Ohio State. They knew they could be Ohio State running vanilla offense and defense. They're going to pull out all the bells and whistles for Coach O. And I love Coach O. I love Go Tigers. Go Tigers. But if you have to tell me which coach do I want between Dabo Sweeney and Coach O, I'm taking Dabo, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence, and I'm taking the defending national champions to beat LSU in NOLA. I think I've learned at this point, um, it's hard to, it's sort of really hard to bet against Clemson. This team is just so good, man. It's so good. Dabo always has his place ready. I, I do think, it's not like I think Coach O will have, will have a bad game plan or anything. I think Clemson goes out – or, sorry, LSU goes out there and does their thing. I don't really know a great score prediction for this game. I think it'll be in kind of like the mid-30s, like a 35 to like 30, 31. I think that's kind of the max. I don't really see it going higher than that. Um, I know right now the the over-under is 69.5. Um, I don't know if i go that far exactly, but – I do think this is going to be a good game. I just think Trevor Lawrence is the X factor. He's the best college quarterback in the world right now. Um, he's of all the colleges <laughs> of all the colleges in the world. You know, in the country. Sorry, but you know, he's the in the world. But I do think he's the best college quarterback by far. He's going to be the number one overall draft pick, one point one next year. Um. And I just think, you know, he's he's going to make, make I, the I play. Just, I, I just think he's going to make that one play. That I just want you all to think about – Just think about this. Trevor Lawrence, he's not going to draft. He's a sophomore. But if Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow could declare, who would go number one? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. And, that, no and that's just how it is. And – and I have this question, Riley. Riley, mm-hmm. I, and that's not a knock against Joe no, Burrow. No, it's not. And I'd rather have Joe Burrow than like a lot of the quarterbacks in the league. And, Absolutely. And, and I'm not. I take Joe Burrow against two, versus two uh, right now. Yeah. And I'm not like. I, and this is no knock whatsoever against Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is great. He's going to have a great career. But this is Trevor Lawrence, and I'm. It is. And I just think that this is a different kind of quarterback that we're looking at that's going to – I just – he's – he's Trevor Lawrence is a hybrid, in my opinion, of Deshaun and Peyton Manning. And that's just that's just my take. I've been sitting on it. That is you think insane. about who you'd rather have, what quarterback you want. I don't think that people should get caught in the hype of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's having an insane season. LSU's having a monster season. But let's not just let's not just kick to the curb the fact that Clemson are the defending national champions. Just, just a little thing for Riley. Who is the only quarterback recruited with a higher recruiting grade than Trevor Lawrence in in, in recruiting history? Justin Fields. No. Deshaun. No. Come on, Riley. I mean, I don't know. Vince Young. Vince Young had a Ooh. perfect recruiting rating. Justin Fields was right there. 
Yeah. Justin Fields was right there, but Trevor was just a little you know, bit Vince Young is the highest recruited quarterback Lawrence of all time. Probably could have been great recruiting when he was in high school. Yeah, yeah. If, if you go straight to the league, I, I there's definitely teams his, out there that would like his junior year of high school. Maybe even his sophomore year, he could have been a first round pick. I mean, starting his junior year, even in his sophomore year, he didn't even play the second half of games. They would get up by forty points. They just pull him out, put the backup in. It's very true. Yeah, one of, uh, one of my really one of my really really good family friends actually played Trevor Lawrence in the state championship. His uh, his junior year, I was at the game and I was all hyped up, you know, for my friend and everything. And Trevor Lawrence hung 65 on their head. It was 65 to 7. It was an absolute show, man. I, the kid's special. I mean, and we look at it, he's not putting up these highlights. And, like, I mean, Clemson blew everybody out the second half of the year. They had that hiccup against North Carolina, whatever. It's college football. It's not all on him. He puts up the numbers, but he doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to win the games. Like it's not on him. But if he has to go out there, throw it forty times, throw three fifty and four, and rush for a hundred and two, he's got all the power to do that. There's nothing that's going to stop him from doing it. Absolutely. And I guess we're all taking Clemson here. None of us are taking the Bayou Bengals. You know, I love, I like LSU. Got nothing against them. I just, I just. Don't think it's their year. Yeah, I just think Clemson's just just a little bit better on both sides of the ball, um, or maybe not both. Maybe not better on offense, but I think they're definitely better on defense, and they're just as good on offense to be able to compete with LSU. I just think that makes a difference for them, or their defense makes a difference. About some DraftKings lineups. Uh, Will plays NBA DraftKings. Not sure why. If he wants to talk about that, he can. But I usually only play NFL DraftKings. Not really sure what Rally is. Um, we've talked about the spreads for the NFL and the NCAA, so we don't really have to go into that. But looking at DraftKings this week with the divisional round coming up, do y'all see like what? Who's your uh, bargain play that you think you can get at a good price? Who's going to have a good game? Johnny Smith, who's not playing for Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you one. All right, here and it's if Will Fuller is active, I really like Will Fuller. I'm not gonna lie to you. You can get Marquise Brown for 4,400. Marquise Brown for 4,400 and uh, Raheem Mostert for 5,800. Those are two plays. I really like Mostert. Those are two plays. Mostert is an amazing running back in this system. And you know he wasn't even a running back. He like. You know, he, yeah, jumped he was the league. pretty much running around on special league. teams for the most part of his uh, career. Yeah, so other than the chalk. Oh, bruh. Hey, y'all see my boy? Ashley Riley's boy? Bruh, Sammy Watkins, 4,300. <laughs> y'all, y'all put him on the spot, bruh? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could touch him with a 10-foot pole. He's so bad. No. If you had to choose between Sammy Watkins for forty three hundred and McCall, Nicole, for big play opportunity. <laughs> what you mean, Sammy Watkins? He that had like two hundred and three week one. That was so <laughs> long ago. But that was like, bro. That was like last decade, bro. Twenty four hundred Titans defense. Well, I'll oh be seeing God. y'all. <laughs> twenty four hundred. 
Rally. Yeah, in in our DraftKings this past week, the tennis they really made a difference. The Tennessee defense. None of y'all picked the Tennessee defense. I was mind blown, and I did, and I won. Hey, so. take Tennessee defense, pair them with Derrick Henry, and you're going to win more money than the girl from The Bachelor. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, Derrick Henry. There's obviously chalk plays, but Rally, you got to remember, it's a budget. Yeah, a budget. so you got. Yeah, Titans D, 2,400, Sammy Watkins, 4,300. Grab Derek. I would leave my lineup blank before I put Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I think I think I would rather use all value in anybody than Sammy Watkins. I'd rather leave I'd, I'd rather leave that flex spot blank than put in Sammy Watkins. I'd rather spend this like 1,200 on Robert Turbin. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'd rather start uh, Mariota, honestly, than Sammy Watkins. All right, if any, if anybody's gonna, li- go ahead, Riley. Mariota, Mariota. All right. Uh, so going forward, we're gonna do some more podcasts. They'll usually be like this. We're gonna talk about NFL. Um, once once the playoffs are over and the Super Bowl's concluded, we'll spend more time talking about you know fantasy upcoming fantasy season. Um, we'll also look at maybe some mock drafts as well as, you know, our projected rookie first round picks, um, prospects to look out for. We play in a dynasty format, so we're constantly, you know, looking at the college, um, the college prospects coming up and that are going to make a difference in the NFL. So we'll talk more about that. We'll probably constantly have gambling, uh, advice either on DraftKings or with spreads. Um, just going forward, you know. That's just really what we're going to have going on. Uh, once fantasy season starts back up, and even during, we'll, we'll talk about our fantasy leagues uh, and all the boneheaded decisions that our owners and other teams are making. <coughs> Mark Chadwick. Um, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> we also, you know, we got some other stuff planned. So y'all just, you know, you, you stay in the yeah. loop. You know, Smash Gang, why not? Uh, you guys got anything you just want to say to you know end it out? Yeah, I got one thing. The Tennessee Titans are not going to win a Super Bowl in twenty twenty. Just gonna let all of you know that. Um, let Riley know you lost a hundred dollars. I don't know what you were thinking. Tennessee Titans are not gonna win. They won't get past Baltimore, let alone getting to the, if, if the Super Bowl. If so, the Tennessee yeah. Titans win the Super That's Bowl, what I'm naming my first one Derrick Henry Hall. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I really hope they win the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. All right, guys. So we appreciate everyone joining the Smash Gang. We'll have NFL, NCAA football, gambling, and fantasy coming up. All right, we'll check y'all next time. Play this thing for Will right here. We'll we'll rise to this song, y'all. That's my shit. I do the Super Bowl. All right, we'll catch y'all next time. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Eat, eat, eat.